Welcome back to our continuation of our discussion from workshop number one in the 2021 NICE project. Our next book is A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Lingle. It was written in 1962 and this actually surprised me because I'm like Sula was written later. Mm -hmm. but because of the setting of Sula, I was convinced it was written earlier until yeah. I started doing the, the actual research here. Uh, a Wrinkle in Time is the first book in Lingle's Time Quintet, and it follows the lives of the Murrays and Calvin O'Keefe. So here is your summary. Meg and her child genius brother, Charles Wallace, and popular boy, Calvin O'Keefe, they are called to an adventure by the Mrs. W's, and the W's stand for What's It, Who, and Which. Very memorable characters. Mm -hmm. um, they're called to rescue Meg's missing father, Mr. Murray. He is a physicist and a space explorer. He's trapped on the planet Kamatsov. Am I saying it right? Sounds good Kamatsov. to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. And he's uh, been imprisoned there by it. And it is very uh, important that you hear in my voice. These are both capital letters, I and T, it. It's so clear in this book. It's always it. Mm -hmm. And it is a giant brain who makes everything around it conform to its own thoughts. Um, there's also a larger spiritual battle being um, waged on both Kamatsas and in the universe as a whole. Um, it's all about the battle of good and evil. Evil is personified as the black thing and it can swallow whole planets. Charles Wallace falls under the sway of it, but Meg is able to rescue him by directing all of her love, sorry, spoiler alert, by directing all of her love for him as a unique individual at him. Hey, the book's been around since 1962. I think it's okay to spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so the main uh, characters, Meg Murray, she is our main viewpoint character. She's 13, scientifically brilliant, but she struggles in school and she is hyper aware that she doesn't fit in as are many 13 year olds. And she has low self-esteem because of that. Charles Wallace, her brother, he's five years old and he doesn't really want to be bothered to try to fit in. Um, he doesn't speak to most people outside the family and uh, he does have some supernatural gifts such as telepathy and mind reading. And they're quite close, the two of them. Uh, Calvin O'Keefe is a popular boy at school. He quickly befriends Meg when they are thrown together on this adventure. And he has a rough home life, and he greatly admires the closeness of this family, the Murrays. Mr. Murray is Meg's father, and he's been missing for several years at the opening of our book, and they eventually rescue him. And then the Mrs. W's, What's It, Who, and Which, are our mentor characters. They're supernatural. They appear as eccentric old women, but they are not human. They are delightful. They are ancient. They are funny. Uh, they are they're just the highlight. I love the one who talks in quotes all the time, because then I'm like, what is that quote? I got to look that up, you know? Mm -hmm. Or like losing all the glasses on top of yeah. the <laughs> And then the other, there's, there's other um, characters, but of the main ones I just pointed out, it, mm -hmm. the main antagonist, and it takes the form of a giant brain that rules and controls everything on the planet Kamatsas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to look up how the proper pr mm -hmm. pronunciation of it. Um, I think the most terrifying aspect of it and its ability is its ability to absorb that which makes people unique and force them into conformity. And the yes. scene where they arrive on the planet, it's a normal neighborhood, 
but everybody is dribbling their little basketballs in unison, jumping their little ropes in unison. All the moms come out and call the kids in in unison. That's horrifying mm -hmm. and yet completely normal. Yeah. So. Yeah. What a um, good summary. Yay. Hooray. And I, I definitely read this one as a kid. Did you mm -hmm. both read this yeah. one? Oh, yeah. I read oh, the whole yes. series. I, I yeah. own this. I own The Wrinkle in Time, the picture of the book behind me. That's my copy. Uh, that I took pictures of my copies of all the books. So those are my, all my covers. But um, I read the whole series. I just loved it. And I, I mean, I, I'll admit not ever being much in math and science. That was always like way over my head in school. Uh, that that stuff I would sometimes skim, you know, when they started talking about math or science, I was like, shoom, over my head, skim that little paragraph. But um, I reread the books later in life, and, you know, my kids read them and stuff. So, I mean, you know, I, I've, I love these books. I think they're fun. I really do. Deborah, what was your first experience with Wrinkle in Time? Well, I was just tickled so much that you chose it. <laughs> because, you know, I, I had read it two or three times, you know, at different stages in my life. And so I got something completely different out of it. You know, like you had mentioned earlier, um, how Meg didn't fit in and she was, you know, genius like, and, you know, the whole spiritual thing. I mean, that I read that at a very pivotal time in my life when I felt I was Meg. Mm -hmm. And then when I was ready to hear the messages that, you know, the three W's gave, then it's like I found the book again mm -hmm. so that I could pick it up from there. And um, I read it. I picked it up a third time. I can't remember. I can't remember what was going on in my life, but it was just out of pure enjoyment. I mean, it just... You know, I, you know, I knew the story, but then I could focus, you know, on the undercurrents and the language and the details and, and all of that. And then the fourth time that I read it, I read it to my daughters in utero. Oh, so man. we had a certain time after dinner where I would sit down and, you know, I, you know, I rubbed my, my, my big, big belly. Twins. And, you better say you had and, twins yes, in there. Yeah. And I, yes, I had <laughs> twins and I read it to them in utero. And you know, even though they might have been, you know, kicking and fussing and trying to, you know, squirm around with each other inside all day long, they knew when it was time for the book. <laughs> it's just like, and then when you mentioned it, it's like it, it immediately took me back to that yeah. wonderful time with my daughters when, you know, when I didn't even know who they were. And, they were, you were growing and they, them and, and they yes. were listening. Yeah. And they were, and they listened, you know, mm -hmm. so I, I keep asking them, you know, is it, uh, now that they're adults, like, do you, re did you remember any of that? <laughs> did, did you hear that? Or yeah. what, what was the deal there? Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me more, me. tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> what a fascinating, what a fascinating little, little anecdote for us to share. Thank you for sharing that with it's us. It's been yeah. fun in my life. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy revisiting it a sixth time I guess it would be fifth, yeah. fifth or sixth time <laughs> and um and I hope you can make it to workshop number four for a wrinkle in time because uh, we will be having a lot of fun with uh that book I know we will because it is uh, a young adult I guess or a child's book in some ways um I know I read it as a very young child I mean I got a hold of it I was born in 63 and whatever year it got the Newbery Award my grandmother sent it to me. So I might have been three or four years old. I was reading books in full books at a very young age. 
and that doesn't make me a genius or anything like that. I just really like to read. <laughs> but um, so I I uh, I read it as a child's book originally, and it's only upon rereading it, you know, that like a lot of children's books, you know, quote unquote children's books, young adult books. Uh, there's, you know, if they're classics, they're classics for a reason. And that's because adults read them too and love them and share them with their children and, and that they become generationally loved, or I should say beloved, beloved. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's certainly Wrinkle in Time is certainly one of those books. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Deborah, your, your story of reading it at different ages and stages reminds me of the quote that no one ever reads the same book twice. Oh, yeah. oh no. Mm -hmm. It's like you can't step in the same river twice. That's right. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, briefly, I will cover just a wee little bio of Madeline Lingle. Uh, oh born... gosh, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. I was talking. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was born in 1918 and died in 2007. So contemporary really with Morrison, mm -hmm. uh, American writer of fiction, nonfiction, poetry, and young adult fiction, including besides a wrinkle in time, many people may have heard of a wind in the door, a swiftly tilting planet, many waters in an acceptable time. Mm -hmm. So her works are notable because they reflect both her Christian faith and her strong interest in modern science. They're not at odds in her writing. They are things that complement each other. Uh, she attended boarding schools in Europe and the United States, graduated with honors from Smith College, pursued a career in the theater, and married an actor uh, <laughs> before she uh, published her first book, The Small Rain. Um, apparently she went through kind of a feeling that, you know what, I'm just not meant to write after this. She actually vowed to give up writing. And then like a year or two later, she has this idea for a wrinkle in time, writes it, submits it. It is rejected 30 times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People didn't know what to do with it mm -hmm. uh, before it was published in 1962. Um, the themes in this book. Christianity and spiritual themes, light and darkness, redemption, divine intervention, the power of love, guardian angels, spiritual warfare, science and exploration, conformity and nonconformity, weakness as strength, self-acceptance, and feminism. Yes. Uh, Meg was a great role model for many young oh, yes. readers. Yes. Yeah, she's bright. She's scientific. In the end, it's her actions that save her brother and mm -hmm. you know, the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, I will say, though, that in rereading it, what was so relatable to me about her insecurities when I read it, you know, in middle school or whenever it was, now I'm just like, Meg, snap out of it it's okay honey <laughs> yeah about your looks, i know sweetie. but you know what that's so that's so interesting that you say that because even today kids take those things that they don't like about themselves or that they're insecure about they take it so seriously and you know with internet and cyberbullying and stuff like that and mm -hmm. you know just kids can be cruel to each other so i mean that hasn't changed for children nope. and nope. you know Books like this can still help. And I, I got to say on a personal note, you know, uh, at one of their times I read this book as a young child, at some point I had two little brothers and um, they were six and eight years younger than me. And I always felt like this book, because I'd read it before they were born, when they were born, when each of them was born, it was like I had my child, Charles Wallace, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I had that little 
brother to take care of and look after and worry about and be annoyed by and all that stuff. And both of my brothers, um, I think, are geniuses, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I certainly to this day would, you know, lay down my life for them. So, um, you know, there, there, that, that was a connection that, that moved into my life with my life events. You know what I mean? It wasn't there when I first read the book cause I didn't have a little brother yet. I didn't have any, I was the, I was little myself, and, you know, so it, it was interesting how that the book changed for me once I had, uh, younger siblings. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of fun. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great. Oh, so exciting. I can't wait for us to delve even deeper into a wrinkle in time. Absolutely. It's going to be so fun. Mm -mm -mm. The discussion from workshop number one in the 2021 NICE project continues in our next At the Roundtable episode.